I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope it was, like, not too, like, downy and weird for people, but... I think we need one of those every once in a while. I think it's very informative. <laughs> Got me. Debbie Downer in the studio. <laughs> uh. Uh, why not? Fuck it. Well, hello, y'all. Welcome back to another fine, fine episode of Fucking Fine. I'll see you soon. I am CC, your host. I've had a fucking day today. Let me tell y'all. First of all, when I record these intros, it's kind of like leaving a friend a voicemail. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my day. I, first of all, lost my vape. Which it only cost a dollar, okay? Right? Well, always until now. Um, get it from your f- fine local Philadelphia region convenience store, Wawa. And I go into the Wawa and he's like, oh, it's not the sale anymore. I'm like, sale? Like, it's been a dollar for like a year and a half. Like, I didn't think it was a sale. But okay, sure. Hit me with it. How much does it cost? And he was like, it's $25. And I was like, what? A $24 sale and then price increase? Okay, fine. So I went back to the woods where I was dog walking when I lost it and walked around and scoured everywhere for it. I could not find it. I was so irritated. Oh, what else? Something else happened and it really, like, rubbed me the wrong way, dude. I don't know. It's just been a very long day. It's Wednesday. Oh, I've been thinking it's Thursday since yesterday. But no, it's just Wednesday. So, happy hump day. Happy episode day. I'm really glad you're listening. I hope your day is better than mine. Oh, I feel like I was about to be sex trafficked by this dog walking request. I'm not getting into it. Anyway, this week's episode, I have the great Maureen Quinlan in the um, bedroom studio with me today. Um, AKA Mo, as we all know and love her eyes. Um, we all, I assume that you all know everybody I know because this is how the podcast works (laughs) um so this week's episode we um talk about some crazy shit (laughs) feeling alienated um very mental health topics classifications and uh mo hits me basically with all the knowledge necessary for a speculative hot mess like myself so I'm very grateful she came over. First, before we get into some serious shit, I also wanted to talk about some serious shit um, and kind of sort of fucking fact check myself. Um, Last week's episode, Rick and I talked about MLMs. Um, I kind of, if you listen to this episode further, kind of talk about a little bit about how I feel, but um, it's kind of like how I feel about Christianity. Some things work for some people. Other things work for other people. We don't all have to fit into the same mold, and that is one of the glorious things about having freedom of choice in life. Some of us have more freedom than others, which I do acknowledge. Uh, however, however, when I talk about MLMs, and I specifically mentioned Beachbody, I don't mean to say that... Um, if you are working a program and you are into it, that you shouldn't be. Um, do what you have to do. My problem to, or not problem, that sounds so confrontational, but I guess my like stance on it is how I feel toward Christianity. And I was always uncomfortable with the concept of, like, witnessing to people. If you know what witnessing is, it's like sharing the gospel, a.k.a. telling people um, to ask Jesus into their heart. And I kind of feel the same with everything. Like, you can suggest things, you can share your story and your experience, but to feel the need to convince someone of your point of view other than in regards to basic human rights, I feel is uh, unnecessary and not for me. It is for some people. That's why there's people that are salesmen. So all the more power to you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, By the end of the day, 
love others, love yourself, and um, don't let me offend you because I'm a dick. <laughs> I, I would also, before we get into some heavy shit, like to lighten the mood, uh, this is a announcement reminder on behalf of our uh, past co-host, Amy Straw. Um, she would just like you all to know that Moody was switched at birth, so we really don't know who the real Moody is. So mom yelling from a hot air balloon, Moody uh, was not Amanda Vines the whole time. And that's, you know, this week's important reminder. Um, fucking remember it. That's what I'm going to call that segment of the podcast. So, yeah, here's a deep, deep episode with the lovely Maureen Quinlan, a.k.a. Mo. And uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Like, subscribe, do what you got to do, share. Um, I did add my podcast to the website, cynicalcandor.com, so you can listen directly from there. You're already listening, so you figured it out. Share it with your friends recommend love love all around love one another yeah happy wednesday um who are you what's your name how old are you <laughs> i have so if you want to tell any of these things <laughs> no what's funny is i had a feeling that you were gonna ask because obviously i've listened to other right. of our friends do yeah. this and i'm like shit i'm gonna have to tell her how old i am if but, you want. <laughs> you don't okay. Share your age if you don't want. Um, I am Maureen, a.k.a. Mo, a.k.a. whatever you know me as. I don't think I've ever called you Maureen. No, no. I To your face. <laughs> like, I've maybe Probably, text, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, But, yeah, no, it's usually Mo. Um, and I am 30 now. Woo! You are the oldest guest. I know. <laughs> I'm young at heart. I must admit, I don't feel 30. I don't identify as 30. (laughs) No, you're definitely a young 30. What's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Are you a Sagittarius? Mm -hmm. Am I your first Sagittarius, too? I think so, but, um, so I'm a Sag moon. Okay. And my brother is a Sagittarius. I have a few Sagittarius friends. My friend Hannah is a Sagittarius, and, um... I've been on that, like, outs with the Sag... I'm reintegrating with them right now. But for the whole summer, I've had a really hard time with the Sagittarius. They have been very um, anti-me. And Mm. I've been, like, butthurt about it. Mm. (laughs) If that makes any sense. Yeah. I have I have this app. I can't, it's called CoStar. Yes, CoStar okay. is the best. We should plug this right now. We yeah. are not getting paid for this. We no. don't get paid for any of this, by the <laughs> way. I just want to let you know that I don't make any money off this fucking podcast. <laughs> but uh, what does it say? Yeah, what's your what's your moon and your? Um... So I'm a Cap rising. Oh, and I'm an Aries moon, which I feel like I'm very Aries sometimes. Okay. See, I have my former boss that was an Aries and my cousin that's an Aries. And it's very, like, loving, but me, me, me. They are a weird mm -hmm. balance to strike. Like, very um, me-focused. And I I don't think it's, like, selfish. I think it's in relation to other things. Like, like I'm going to compare myself to relate to you maybe yeah I feel like that's a lot of Aries but you're an you're an Aries what rising I'm an Aries moon moon, and then a cap rising Capricorn because your your moon is what you think of yourself as so that's why Mm -hmm. you probably and then the rising is what you appear to other people as right makes sense yeah that's interesting which is weird because I've never like I've always said because you appear very confident and you're a Sagittarius too so they're very confident so (laughs) it's good I appear that way (laughs) because uh inside some really match well which is part of what this this podcast is is. this is a big part of the podcast um so I guess we should talk about how we met before we get into it. I'll bet we should. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I just did the gesture where I like throw my arm get like yeah. <laughs> get to it. 
That's usually what I think of when I do the little arm hitch. Rosie uh, the Riveter is what it makes <laughs> oh, me think yeah. of. <laughs> we can do it. Uh, so I met you, dear CC. Um, well, I knew of you when you worked at the Chick-fil-A. Did you? I was thinking about this earlier when I was clean, like speed cleaning before you came over because it was a nightmare <laughs> in this house. I was like, I have to do, to clean up, which is also yeah. an anxiety. <laughs> I'm glad you knew me at Chick-fil-A because I remember yeah. you mm-hmm. at Annie Ann's from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And I re- remember you... Doing like, like they basically told you it was like, hey, like we're closing, so you don't have a job at the end of this yep. week. <laughs> Which fun fact? That's when I smoked my first cigarette with Erica <laughs> in the back hallway. <laughs> Erica and Lauren Cahan in the back hallway of Andy Ann's. They were like, "Do you smoke?" And I was like, "No, I'm 17." <laughs> I well, might soccer. as well start. <laughs> and they were like, "Here's the cigarette," and I was like. <laughs> Before the cameras and Annie's. Oh, geez. Before the... Under the management of Natalie, the beautiful... Oh, no. (sighs) Yeah. But, yeah, that's how I met you. How long did you last? So, I did a couple stints. I say that (laughs) because I didn't last. (laughs) I did a couple stints. Yeah, we all did. I did a little bit of time. At the Annie Ann's, and that's when there was a David's cookie. Yes. So I got like cross trained or whatever, and yes. then I ended up. Do you remember Sam Crawl? Oh, I'll never forget. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I ended up leaving to work with her at her new job. Okay. She got yeah. She got me a job, and then I ended up leaving there, and then coming. I there was like life transition. Didn't you move for a little yeah. bit? Yeah, I lived in Virginia for like a couple months with my mom trying to like get back on my feet after a breakup. Right. Right. Okay. And then came back and then that was like instead of like trying anything new, like let's go to where I'm <laughs> let's comfortable. Go to comfort- <laughs> right. Yeah. Like let's let's do something comfortable That's, and go back. I did the same thing after college. I was like, I can go back and work Saturdays there and then like they just kind of wrote me off the schedule and I was like, whatever. Oh. Well, I called out like every Saturday. So like that was the only day I worked. <laughs> so it made sense and I was like, thank God. But that was the under Nina. Who is now, I think, their manager still. Mm, yeah, I think Did I have seen her. Nina? Very briefly. Um, got in a lot of trouble under Nina because I was not cool with the management, like her style. It's very upset by like the transition of everything. Yeah. Where they like wanted to fire me for like writing something on the board or writing something on a piece of oh, paper. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Vaguely, because yeah. I wasn't like in great, like it wasn't my full time like, job. What would at that you, point. What, what would you want to change about working here? I was like, everything. <laughs> it all sucks. <laughs> and apparently, that was not funny to them. It was funny in the moment. I was annoyed. Dude, <laughs> dude people would like smoke pot in the walk-in fridge, <laughs> like. Oh. You get in trouble for writing something legitimate <laughs> on the whiteboard. <laughs> I remember you guys threw me an amazing birthday at work. I had a balloon tied to my pretty much my ass <laughs> on the back of the apron. And then in the walk-in freezer, somebody brought liquor and we were all we're like drinking. <laughs> Probably me that brought the liquor. Because I remember, like, let's the, make this fun. I'm at like, the end, fuck. I would drink all the time there, which is bad. But I would just yes. sit at the ice cream machine and just, and just make ice cream. <laughs> I think you taught me how to make ice cream. Probably, yeah, probably. We all got. Like, and I would be dr- just wasted, wasted, like pouring out. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck, I spilled some on the floor. There was <laughs> yes. also a time, I think, with George that we had edibles, like brownies. Oh, we my God. We put them into a milkshake. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then so we drank said milkshake. And then. We're trying to, like, function, and I'm, like, dipping as someone is rolling, and they're looking at me, and I was just like, what is, what's in there? What's in the oven? And they're like, you need to fucking pull yourself together. You're acting like this is the first time you've ever been high. <laughs> I was like, but it really feels that way. Oh, my God. It really feels that way. I've, I don't know about you. You worked there for 
longer than me, I think, consistently. Maybe well, maybe about even. I'm probably even, yeah. I feel like it. that is a huge part of who I am. And I'm finally, mm-hmm. like, coming off of it where I'm like, I've had enough time out of it that I, I don't feel like it necessarily defines me anymore. But for the longest time, I was like, this place, everything around it, a lot of my friends, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, like, my work ethic, I guess. It all came from there. Yeah, it's really, when you think about it, it's really kind of crazy. It that, like, is. The, the, I don't know, different connections that you still have. Yeah. And, um, we still talk about that. Um, so, <laughs> I'm not going to say names in this part because I think that might, like... <laughs> Make That's people okay. upset, but I, I um, remember Victoria's Secret guy? <gasps> mm-hmm. So then he became hot Forever 21 guy, and mm-hmm. my friend dated him. Mm-hmm. You know this friend. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we always talk about it, and I'm like, he's not hot Forever 21 guy. He's super hot Victoria's Secret <laughs> right. guy that Come we all kind of thought was gay. And she's like, yeah, well, I saw his dick, so. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> that bag is so cute, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you. That's a MLM purchase. Here, Here's an on-call. Hello. All right, that'll be the last of them because that was when the shift was over. <laughs> There's no more shifts starting. God, God bless. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got woken up to somebody. Um, she's like, uh, I'm going to the hospital with with this client. And I'm like... Okay, well, what's going on? And she, she has to walk with a walker, but like they found her in the hallway outside of her bathroom on her stomach, and the walker was in the bedroom. Whatever. So this they don't like, know if like she passed out or something. But do you do like at people's homes, or are you at like at like a so like a cent- center? Oh, like a so we mainly go into people's homes. Okay, uh, wherever. Sometimes they'll, like, agree, like, if they're in a rehab or something, the family will want us to still come and, like, see them at the rehab. Just to give them, like, a sense of, like, consistency and stuff. But she just said, like, I mean, this lady is going to be admitted to the hospital. She's going to have round-the-clock care, but still wants our care on top of that, which is... Whatever. See, this is super, like, per- <laughs> like, this is very interesting to me because my grandfather, he needs fucking help. Well, my grandmother needs help to care for him. Mm-hmm. She actually asked me a couple weeks ago, oh, no, months ago now, if I would come. This <laughs> is so fucked up. She said, would you come and, like, stay, like, a night a week so I can get better sleep? And I was just like... I don't think it will fit into my lifestyle. Like, I feel really rude saying that. But I am a dog walker. So, like, half the time I'm out, like, yeah. watching dogs. Also, I will hate my grandfather After, if I yeah. do that. So, yeah. like, I don't I don't think it's a good idea to bring mm-hmm. me. Like, I'll come and help you during the daytime and, like, do whatever needs to be done. No, but at night so that she can get some sleep, meaning you're the one getting up yeah. all the time. It's, like, and not my practical. grandfather... <sighs> He is, like, me and my brothers argue about it, but I'm, like, he's, like, 600 pounds, dude. And they're, like, no fucking way. And I'm, like, dude, he's got to be, like, 600 pounds because they had the, um, like, the fire department come, and they needed, like, seven people to pick him up. And I'm, like, he has to be, like, yeah, up there. So what the fuck am I going to do? Like, you're not doing anything. tiny little like what? I'll grab you the remote when you're like bitching about the remote, but also like learn to deal with uh, whatever. I don't know. This man, he's a good. It's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> he's not a terrible man, but you did it to yourself. So what the fuck am I? Whatever. But my grandma always asks, and I'm like, go on care.com or like care. We do. We they're the company that I work with has like a sister company, mm-hmm. um, and they put ads in through like care.com they like help they're like the meet like the middleman between okay right um so my last question and this is the meat the meat and the potatoes what makes you tick what's your anxiety what's your stick well i feel like a lot of my anxiety comes probably from like self-esteem 
issues, which is funny because we were talking about like how I might appear confident. Um, and that's all a big fake bullshit front for how I might feel on the inside. Respect. I get it. And, um, I know we were, maybe some people were talking about like formal, informal diagnosis. Um, yes. I got a formal diagnosis a couple years ago of borderline personality disorder. Interesting. Yeah. It's very, um, I've, I've accepted it. I'm a lot better than how I was before. Um, it's a lot of like work on yourself, which. So can you explain uh, to me, but also the listeners, what borderline is like yeah defined as or whatever so and this is always interesting too because I have like now I have this like bachelor's in social work and I'm working in like a clinical kind of situation so um it's technically a personality disorder and what it is it's a inability to have like stability and like it's just like an inability to have like strong relationships Okay. Um, there's a lot of like self-sabotage, I feel like, in okay. borderline. Um, a lot of internal feelings is like no feelings at all. One of the big things people say is like I feel empty, which for the longest time I would say that and I had no idea like I, I literally like couldn't feel anything um for the longest time and I didn't know why. And uh, there's a lot of like black and white in relationships too. And, and these, this isn't just like, um, like intimate relationships, like with a partner, right, this is just, just like friendships, yeah. um, parents, employers, whatever. Um, what do you mean? Like black and white? So like hot and cold, like pretty much hot and cold. There's times where like, if, if that person that you're in a relationship with is like saying good things to you and be like, seemingly being like good to you then like they're great they're amazing Top they're of the my world. yeah okay. and then I, I think it would happen to me a lot was when they would like want to confront me about like my bullshit <laughs> and I'd <laughs> be like you're horrible you're okay. you're and it was always like a lot of like reflecting back on the person and yeah it, it's just like that fear of there's a lot of fear in it too there's a lot of like um that inability to feel things makes uh, people with borderline do, like, some reckless behavior. That's what I was going to say. Like, erratic. Yeah. Maybe. Definitely you erratic. you feel like at a certain point you're like, uh, none of it matters, so I'm just going to whatever the fuck oh, yeah, I want. Um, like, for me, a lot of it is, like, reckless, like, spending. Okay. Um, so I'll, like, spend a shit ton of money, like, to make myself feel good because I have all these things. And then, like, it's guilt because I spent the money. Okay. Um, okay. There's, like, for some people, um, there's, like, self-harm involved in mm-hmm. order to, like, get the feeling of, like, there's drinking, um... For me specifically, <laughs> if anybody knows, if anybody knows me, they know that I'm like a, and I'm trying to stop a serial cheater. So are you? Yes. I did not know that. Absolutely, a serial cheater. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm shocked by that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's part of the whole front thing, though. I you think know? of you as very loyal, honestly. I, I, I am very loyal. Like while the relationship in my mind is well. Um, this is also interesting to me because like knowing you from Annie Ann's basically (laughs) with the past (laughs) was just like, you are very much like the cheerleader and like you root people on. Oh yeah. I mean, I still do for sure. But I guess there's a sneaky side. Oh yeah. No, there's (laughs) a So, I mean, I always... I always, I should not, I used to have this thing that I would call, um, the three-year itch. Okay. (laughs) So I would, I get in relationships and if people, like I'm in relationships for a long time, Mm -hmm. but after usually the three-year mark, I get antsy or, um, in my head is like, this isn't going anywhere. So I should 
expand your expand yes. or try and find something different yes but still have the comfort of being in a relationship when I want to interesting which is not healthy at all and I have no intentions <laughs> of doing that anymore it's more like me finally realizing that like that's not really that's the, a problem yeah, for yeah 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 interesting and for the longest time I was like it's their problem it's the person I'm in the relationships You're, problem with. Yeah, yeah like projecting the blame yes like they're they're the shitty ones so I'm just gonna you know try and find something else huh. is, yeah <laughs> that's that's pretty cool lots of that you can not <laughs> it, that's not cool but it's cool that you can <laughs> recognize it and like it, it, you know pause that behavior or like to be honest it takes a, it took a lot of like I feel like you have to be at the right time in, like, your life to, like, have to deal with that kind of stuff and, like, to really reflect and right. go, like, I-, I should do some self-work. So you got the diagnosis. Did you go to therapy after that? Did you, like, choose the route of medication? Do you, if you don't want to talk oh, about no, no, anything? Oh, no, no, that's fine. Um, so I got, I started therapy. I'm not in therapy anymore, um, mainly because of time, but I'm not. Yeah. I started therapy... My junior year of undergrad, so probably one, two, probably four years ago, I started, like, a therapy, like, just, I thought it was, like, just depression, Mm -hmm. Um, and it with, like, mixed with anxiety. Because it sounds like that. Yeah, and it, to but there's a distinction. Yeah, yeah. To other people, it's like, oh, you're just depressed, you just, you're anxious about whatever's going on in your relationship, stuff like that. Right. Um, so... I did the therapy thing for a while. I did the medication thing for a while. Mm -hmm. Because I also, like, had, like, really shitty, like, sleep things going on. Interesting. So Um, do I. (laughs) (laughs) That can be brought back full circle. So I did, like, I was on, like, a sleeping medication, and I was on, like, a depression medication. To be honest, like, uh, I don't think the depression... It, like, helped me to feel things, but, like, the things, I think it was because, like, the things I was finally feeling, like, weren't that good. And I'm like, I'd rather just not feel anything right. anymore, you know? Right, Um, But I have come a long way as far as, like, my, like, bullshit and, like, my behavior and the way I think about myself. Like, of course, I there's, like, times where I'm like, oh, like, um nobody likes me or I wish I had more friends or, you know, just like dumb stuff like that. But it's all like very, like it's, I can handle it now and I can go like, no, is there a reason why I'm thinking about this? Or is there a reason why I'm feeling about this? And interestingly enough, part of that has to do with like me and doing like the school thing and like learning about that stuff. Like, yeah. Working with people that have mental things, like, you are often, like, put in the situation where you have to, like, reflect on yourself so that your shit doesn't get in the way of, like, your shit with them. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the long and short of it, probably. <laughs> so, my friend, Michelle. Did you work yeah. with Michelle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she recently put on Twitter... Um, about, because we had Mental Health Awareness Day or whatever, Mm -hmm. all those fucking national days that really are just bullshit because the internet, but it's still cool because I think it gets people talking. Definitely. Yeah, I said it in my intro, like, I think it's very important that we talk about, like, things that are kind of taboo. So she said something on Twitter about how, um, anxiety and depression are kind of just, like, uh, over, uh, not populated, but like over, like overdiagnosed. Maybe? Yeah. Well, no, no, not so much overdiagnosed. Cause I, that's oh, the point of I this see. podcast that we like talk about anxiety and depression being like the only things that people Ex- have. Exactly. Okay. And, um, she has someone in her family that deals with schizophrenia. Her and her sister both take a lot of the responsibility for everything, and he struggles. So Michelle tweeted that she was kind of, like, irritated that we don't show more towards these disorders and how, like, crippling it is because it it makes those things taboo. Mm -hmm. 
and everybody talks about depression and anxiety and like so I just think we are at a like we're at like the crux of the time where like all of these things are going to be so much yeah more acceptable to talk about and like not so alienating because like everybody's got some shit it's just we just feel weird about and I I don't understand that but I think it comes from our parents that was my reply to Michelle was Mm -hmm. like okay yeah I can talk to you about my undiagnosed depression and anxiety and I can recognize it because the internet and like knowing people you know what I mean I know that's my problem I know what my triggers are for certain things like I don't need a diagnosis to tell me that like I've always had anxiety and my depression comes in from yeah yeah like different like triggers I'm definitely like a um, situational depression Mm. Mm -hmm. and I know that like seasonal affective disorder really impacts me but the point is that we can talk about those things it's our parents that I think drilled in us that it seemed well for me personally Mm -hmm. I can't speak on everybody else's parents but I think my parents were always like well there's nothing wrong to be sad about so like why are you dwelling on it you're only making it worse for yourself and I'm like well it's not like there's anything it's just this is who we are yeah and I I've had that experience too with my mom um it was like and I don't know if it's nest like that generation and I like the kind is. of like fuckery that they had to grow up. Yes, in. I think it is because <laughs> our. Well, how old are your parents? So my dad would be in his late fifties, so my mom's fifty six. So my dad would have been fifty eight if he was okay. still alive. But yeah, that R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> so that's. Jen, why? Wait, no, I fucked that up. We're Gen Y. Mm. X Y Z. They're Gen X. Are they? Well, they're not boomers, right? Because there's a distinction. Like my parents oh, are yeah. not baby boomers. Um, I think my mom would have been like the tail end of like the of, boomers, okay. and like into like whatever the next would be. Okay. Um. She was born in 62, and my dad was born in, like, 60. So, like... And my mom was 68. Yeah, our parents would be, like, about the same... Not the age, but, like, the same... Yeah, the same, like, generational from, kind yeah. of things. Yeah. I don't think... Yeah, their parents definitely... Their... How old would your grandparents be? Was there, like, a big gap? So, there's a difference between... Which I think is interesting between my mom and my dad. My dad's mom had him when she was like 19 oh okay so they were like always like younger and then my mom is like eight of nine children my dad is the same way and my like there's a 21 year age gap between the oldest and the youngest so right now my grandmom's like my grandma's about to be 95 Mm. but I think a mix of like very old school like with my mom like we were also raised, like, by my grandmom, and it was, like, children are to be seen and not, not heard. Not heard, yes! Which, like, really fucks me up. Yes. And I'm like, yes. that's not, like, how children, like, act. Right. You know what I mean? And then my dad, my, there's a lot of, like, mental issues going on there, but I believe my dad's mom was, like, very unequipped to, like, handle raising children at the time okay um so he was primarily raised by his grandmother um which is interesting and probably got a lot of that old school like italian rearing from okay. her okay so yeah two very old school like um children to be seen and not heard um you have nothing good to cry about yeah um like there Wipe are the people, dirt off and yeah, keep, yes. there are people that have it worse than you. Yes, I'm like, well, sure, there are, but like, right. no <laughs> shit, we're white girls in right. America. We're we very lucky. Ability, yeah, we have the but ability like, to this talk hurts. about this. Yeah, yeah, but like when you, 
and I'm also thinking about like when like I don't know like between the ages of like 12 and 16 where like your worldview is literally like how is shit affecting me? This is like, but what about me? Like, right. Hearing that kind of stuff, it's like so invalidating. You're you're not the center of the universe, Cass. Like all the time. Like Like, no shit, brah. I know. Right. Like, but I might be the center of my universe. Right. Like (laughs) this is, this is very real and very pertinent to me now. So like, ugh. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the just the dismissiveness of like yes, our parents is the perfect. Yeah, yeah. is like so. It, it's definitely like a big theme of. Not to mention the fact I'm usually like very like into like politics and like very into like what's happening in the mm-hmm. world. But I think like I have like this like weird like trauma from like the election that recently happened that like I can't even tell you like who I would want I'm like I just want things to be like how they <laughs> I'm like All I right. just want things this to is, be like how they were this is the episode where we're gonna get political no 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 I didn't even <laughs> say his name I did not I'm not no, mentioning but, names but, but I always say I talk to my friends about it and I'm like this is, it's not even the president right now which obviously I'm a liberal a liberal <laughs> if I'm living with my dad like <laughs> clearly like I'm struggling but I just don't think this system works anymore. I don't think no. capitalism on its own is working anymore. We have too many fucking people, and we need to restructure the whole government, the system. To, I always say if we could, like, section off the country into regions, have, like, a representative for each region, like, six, five, six regions, right? Because you have all these people talking about guns with the bears coming into schools and what? Okay, fine, sure. I'm sure that's a thing. That in Philadelphia, it's, it's not, not happening. But like, if it's happening out somewhere there, else, deal with it. Yeah, like get a representative. If we had like a council, like we cannot have one president anymore. I don't think it is effective. If you want to put a figurehead yeah. up there, oh sure. yeah, yeah. But like one person to determine everything for the whole country is not—it just isn't fucking working. Yeah. When and you're exactly right that there's two like there's all these like weird pockets of this country where like really shit that would never fly here is like totally appropriate regular. and totally regular yeah. there. Um, so yeah, that's like a definitely like valid and good. I just don't think everybody wants to talk to me about like Bernie Sanders. Sure. Great. It's not going to fly for half of the country. It'll fly right. for me. Yeah. I'm down. Like I love Bernie, but like <laughs> I can't, I can't, right. it doesn't work for everybody. So why am I going to sit here and, and I vote. I don't, like, I'm not one of those people that's, like, I'm not participating. My dad is that way. He's just, like, oh, I'm like, not going to fucking yeah. vote because both of them are corrupt. I'm, like, yeah, every single fucking politician is corrupt. So, like. Yeah. I mean, they're all, like, you know, have, like, money coming from somewhere. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a matter of, like, whether their money is, like, clean quote unquote but is but like it, but is it is it all is yeah it all? <laughs> is any of it good I don't know I don't think um, it, there's too many people to make like a <laughs> clear judgment call on it yeah Ugh. I'm sorry I didn't mean to get on that point. no it's fine but I'm I glad. feel like that was I'm like glad I'm saying this because like I feel like that's also like a generational thing too where mm-hmm. like no religion no politics <laughs> But I'm cool with that. Like, I'm very cool with, like, just living, like, obviously, like, having, like, a standard of how I want to live my life. Right. And, like, whether that's Christian-based or, like, whether it's, like, based on the side, like, the way the moon is right now. Like, right. Right. Like, I'm still, like, not going to be a dick right. to people. Like, I'm not going to, like, I have no intentions <laughs> to kill anybody. Right. Um. But... It's, it's yeah. It it's. comes back to the meme, <laughs> I think, of like, okay, well, you're anti-abortion, but are you gonna support and pay for that child for their whole life? You know, right, yeah. I see that all the time, and I'm like, that's the whole thing. That's why I say, I say, like, I can't consider myself like a Christian anymore, because mm-hmm. like the the hard 
set of everything? Like, do I still, like, in my heart, like, want to emanate what Jesus did for people? Yes. But, like, I can't... You can't identify as someone that's so rigid. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, I can believe in Christianity with all of my heart, but, like, am I gonna deny that Muslims may be right? Like, no. There's no fucking way. No. Not when... At the end of the day, for me, I'm like, it's all the same God, right? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, and it's all, like, different ways in which people have interpreted. Right. Yep. God, which I think is very, it's helpful for a lot of people, and it helps it people to live a good life. Yes. Or to have boundaries. Right. Um, I, to me, I feel like you could call yourself a Christian if you wanted to, because you're still getting out of it what you need. Right. Um, but I could see like people not taking it that way. Well, because yeah, then you have, the problem is you have Christians that are eh, wild. Christianity is its own thing. (laughs) That's why I can't, I can't call myself it because then I'm being criticized for everything I do, but my own relationship with the church, because if you grow up in the church and you are not baptized, you are super alienated. Yeah. And I remember feeling like I was not Christian enough because I had never was baptized. Because my dad's Catholic. My mom was Baptist. Okay. But Northern Baptist. It's a it's not like it's not the evangelical yeah. kind of, but not you know, it's not like black Baptist. So um I remember being super like I am not really a part of this because I wasn't baptized. And yeah. I, I feel I feel like I felt like I came out of sin or something. But I think this is a universal feeling. Like, I think belonging is definitely a universal feeling. And if that's, I mean, I feel like baptism is one of those things that, like, no one really judges you if you were baptized, but then, like, no longer, like, are involved in right. the church. Right. It's like, eh, I understand that. You know but what I mean? the adverse. Right. Not being baptized and being in the church, you get judged It's like, by. oh, my God. Well, yes. I mean, being growing up Catholic and being in school with people that weren't baptized, it was, like, complete alienation of, like, the the lonely kid who was, like, not Catholic. It was like, well, I can't participate in this because they're not not really Catholic. And it's like, "Uh, why are we learning all this, like, at, like, 10? Like, that seems a little. Yeah. (laughs) That's one of my main problems with religion is that you, like— you're supposed to love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. fucking, like, Bible verses, like. And we don't. Yeah. That's why every time my grandma, my brothers get so mad. Mm-hmm. My mom even gets so mad at my grandma being like, why don't you go to church? And we're like, because they don't love you. <laughs> right, yeah. They're they supposed just... to love you. But they are, like, they say that they do. It's it's one thing if it's, like, assumed. But, like, mm-hmm. people are coming outward and saying that, like, mm, your lifestyle choices are not appropriate. Right. It's like, well, and fuck then, you. It's my life. Right. <laughs> and then from, like, a family of gays where, like, <laughs> me and my brother, my youngest brother, are both kind of, like, you know, outcasted from that. Like, why the fuck? We aren't. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're, we're told we're wrong. So I understand, like, I believe the fundamentals of it. I believe the, I, I think I was talking to my friend Hannah to sum up religion. We talked religion and politics. Right. This is great. <laughs> this is what you get for having the oldest person talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're like now three I'm gonna years older than me. No. <laughs> now I'm going to be talking about retirement plans. Uh, Have you planned for your retirement? Oh my God. No, I, to- I literally told somebody the other day, I was like, I hope I'm dead before that point. I just put so on Instagram. I have my investments over there. If you want to look at them, it's just, it's like $700. I'm like, yes. Yeah. We got a month of uh, meds paid for. (laughs) (laughs) No, I cannot plan for that shit. Yeah. Um, But to close on religion, (laughs) (laughs) it's good for people. It's bad for people. Mm -hmm. Just my whole philosophy on everything is like to each his own. Whatever 
Yeah. But you can't for, and this is what I want to talk, I'm sure I talked about it already in the intro, but. It's all good. Things work for everybody, but you cannot force your opinion down somebody else's throat. Unless it comes to, like, not killing somebody. Like, yeah. Least harm, most good is my, like, mantra on everything. I think if you do the, if you try to do the least harm, because it's, it always comes back to me with like the whole like train analogy, like you could move a train, like you, you know, you're at the crux of Mm -hmm. the, I'm doing a hand gesture right now, (laughs) change the tracks, which I don't think is the thing anymore, but like you can either go left and the train will smash into like a bunch of people or you can change it where you run over one person on the tracks like right yeah unfortunately one person will have to be a sacrifice but like least harm yeah it's i mean i hate to bring like my school stuff up again but we talk about least harm a lot Mm -hmm. especially with um another fun topic um like drug use and Mm. like harm like it's literally called harm reduction um but it's just we believe people have their they have dignity they have worth as a person and they have the right to choose what they want to do right uh but we want to make sure that like whatever they're choosing is you know um safe and will have the least harm that's why i am super pro like those um okay this is i'm gonna sound very ignorant but like nah. infinitely, they have those things where you can go and just like shoot. Well, they were planning on it. I don't know if they ever followed through, but like you can go and shoot up heroin okay. in like a. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So I have a lot of friends that do. It's um, Safe House is one of them, and then my girls at Prevention Point. They're the other. Um, it's like a harm reduction. They go out. They not only do they give people like a safe place to. Uh, inject drugs they give people um drug testing kits so that they can test their drugs that they're using by themselves um they also do like so it's not i feel like people have this like perception that it's like it's just a place for them to shoot up and that's like not like it it's not just that it's they do like case management they help people like they have like group activities they have a a ladies night where they like they get donations because a lot yeah these poor poor people um a lot of times they're like they have like homelessness issues as well so like they do a lot like to help with that and I think a lot of that gets looked over when we're when they just look at like oh my god they're letting people shoot up right and I don't want that in my backyard, but I, I feel like <laughs> the people that say, like, I don't want that in my backyard are also the same people that, like, it's just there's a huge disconnect with, I think, what they think one of those places is and right. what it might look like right. to what it actually is in practice. Um, but, yeah, I'm a big support of that. I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah. People are going to do it anyway, so right. just let them do it in a way that's not, like— First of all, that's helping your community. So if you're one mm-hmm. of those people that's, like, not in my backyard, like, it's not in your backyard anymore. It is now in a contained exactly. environment. Yeah. But also you're providing information and support for people that might shoot up one day and be like, I'm done. I don't want to mm-hmm. do this anymore. Like, yeah, they do that, too. To each his own. And, like, like I said, least harm, most good. I think that those places are, like, allowing that methodology of, like, okay, if this is harming yourself, at least it's only harming yourself. In the, in the most, like, basic. Right. Like, that, like, you're only. Like, I see what you're saying. I don't yeah. mean to say that, like, whatever. Do what you want to do. And at least they're doing it. And they're provided a space to do it. Like I said, I'm going to sound super ignorant on this. No, I've no, never no. tried drugs like that. <laughs> They're like... No, it's, it's just like a controlled environment. Yes, controlled yeah. environment. We're okay. like... I believe in the like... Uh, listen, I love my psychedelics. I love mm. 
my I'm a party drug kind of girl. Like I'm definitely. I like, am also that way. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are fun to do at a festival, but like, do what you want to fucking do. Like, if yeah. you're not hurting anybody, don't drive when you're on fucking acid. That's crazy. Yeah, but like, <laughs> do what you want to do. Right. Yeah. And I I always say to people, and people fucking probably think I'm nuts, but they're like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, just like legalize all the drugs. Let let people do what they want to do. Yeah, it's it's really wild. <laughs> God bless. What time are we at? <laughs> Perfect. Ooh. Okay. So I didn't think I could talk for that long. <laughs> this is not even funny. This is very serious. Yes. I'm super glad though. Like we're um, legitimizing things here. We are. So what are you into? What's your most recent pop culture bingey? You work a lot, so I oh, mean, yeah. if you don't have a lot, but like, what are you into? So I, for fun, mm, fun, what do I like to do? Um, I like to binge drink. No, I do like (laughs) to drink a lot. Um, I love beers. I I like craft beer and all that shit. But um, (laughs) no, I pop culture wise, I really like um, some, I'm like rewatch. I'm like not rewatching for me, but watching like a lot of like old shows that I've never watched before. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm watching The Sopranos. Which is never watched. Interesting to say the least. And I'm sure at the time it was like a big deal, like to see TV that way. And looking at it right. now, like with all the like it's so dated. Yeah. It is so dated now. But do you know what years? Approximately. Uh, I believe it started in the late nineties, so like ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Okay. So you have to think too, this is right before nine eleven. Right. So, like, a pre-9-11 world was, like, imagine that for a second. Yeah. Fucking crazy. But um, I also like, uh, I like a lot of, like, gruesome weird shit, Wait, too. sorry. Sopranos. Does that take place in New York? New Jersey, New York. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. I think a lot of it's, like, Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Like, don't quote me on that, but. No. It's it's something I watch, like, in very casually. Region. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another show I watch um, called 60 Days In. Never heard of it. Um, they put, like, undercover random-ass, like, civilians, mm-hmm. put them undercover into jail. Oh! Yeah. I have seen, like, not trailers, but, like... But it is, like, fucked. Like, just the way, like... It seems crazy, like, the the amount of harm that, like, a TV show would potentially put these people in. Yeah. I mean, of course, like, they sign releases and they make those choices and they try to make they it as safe make as possible. They must make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> it's cr- I can't imagine. Like, they, they've had, of course, two social workers, mm-hmm. at least, on there. And I'm like, why? I'm like, <laughs> I don't need that to, like, advance my career and to understand, yeah. like, what <laughs> people who are incarcerated <sighs> deal with. I'm like... Uh, not for me. Yeah. But it, it is really interesting to see, like, the real, like, life of living in jail. So I watched this show on Netflix, I think. Um, I think it was on Netflix. It, they bring a whole camera crew into this San Francisco jail. Okay. I wish I knew what it was called off the top of my head. But... It was very Orange is the New Black. Mm. Like, it reminded me a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Is this show like that? Like, <sighs> so the so I'm on the second season, which I'm not sure when it came out, but the first season is like that, where, like, they have a day room and they have the ability to, like, go in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't as, like, free. It wasn't as minimum security as Orange is the New Black seemed, at least right. in the beginning. But this second season, it's like, so it's not prison, it's jail, which there's a, I think. What's the difference? So jail is, I believe, they do um, time less than 20, 24 months, 24 months or less. And then prison is when they switch it over and they do like, um, the like longer term sentences. Okay. And I think, I so jail would be like more for like misdemeanors. While, like, a prison would be more, like, a felony thing. Um, And, of course, like, jail, like, like, holds people um, 
like if they're like if they're transferring to a different place or something like that right or if they're holding you before your trial um but this jail is like they only have four hours a day like out in like their itty bitty like day room and for the other 20 hours they're like locked in their itty bitty cell in their cell with a cell with a cellmate yeah it's fucking crazy and they wake them up at two o'clock in the morning to get breakfast they what yeah two o'clock in the morning that's the fucking middle of the night. What right, the yeah. fuck? And then they wake them up again at 7 for, like, a head count. And then, like, it is just crazy. That is crazy. The prison system is fucked. Yeah. An- another problem for, I'm sure, another podcast. Yeah, right. Tackles it yeah, better yeah, than you and I could. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's fun. But it's a really, if, if. What is this on? What platform are you watching? Uh, I'm watching this on my cable. I'm sure you can get it from a different outlet like Hulu or Amazon. Um, but it's through A&E. Oh, so okay. anyway, you can watch A and E. A and E has good, like produced. Yeah, Intervention is like yes. by A and E too. Um, I think A and E might do Hoarders now. Oh, Hoarders true. is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Crazy, alarming. Um, <laughs> Some of the shit on Hoarders, but yeah, all good shows if that's like the kind of stuff you're into. Yeah, it's really what I'm into at the moment. I'm gonna have to try it. Anything else? Anything you're listening to? Anything? Mm, so I'm still a punk emo kid at heart. We all are, yes. <laughs> I think every guest, except for maybe Kate Carm, uh, I think most of my guests are... Grew up in the, in the yeah, scene. Yeah, we're scene, we're scene kids. <laughs> um, so Bayside came out with a new album recently. Yeah. They're like, they're still making music. I'm going to see them in November at nice. the CLA. Um, so that's really what I'm listening. Other than that, like, I'm really just trying to get through school and fucking kill it. Yeah. Out there. Um, I don't know if I have anything else other than what I talked about last week, but I did watch the show Haunted on Netflix because we're still in the midst of spooky season. Mm -hmm. So I watched that. Um, I've been home fortunately i haven't been dog sitting like dog sitting i've been doing walks so i've been able to like be here so i'm like verizon all the way i'm gonna watch all the cable (laughs) i don't have to stream stuff so i've been watching like um there's a celebrity based type like docuseries about um hauntings happening oh sweet and i love that celebrities do these haunted things because like then you make like it feels like it's realer like oh yeah yeah because why would they put their reputation on the line to be like yeah I'm crazy and I see ghosts you know right no but so there's a commercial for one that's coming out which I don't understand why but I'm pretty sure it's coming out in November and the dude oh see I'm so bad at this I should write these things down (laughs) the dude with the one earring he's like a show host i think he did um what was the show with the suitcases oh that's um howie mandel yes howie yeah. mandel <laughs> thank you full circle took 12 minutes no, together. sorry howie mandel does an episode of something where like he he's like a, i only watched like the you know commercial for it but mm-hmm. he's like there's a ghost that sits at the front at the bottom of my bed. And I'm like, Yes. I wanna know, Howie. Tell me yeah, more. Tell me more. Holy shit. That sounds cool. It yeah, it's bullshit, but I love it. Mindless TV is my thing. Oh right yeah. Now. Is the jam. Yeah. Otherwise, um, still with my regular fall television series, Superstore. Oh yeah, Superstore. Awesome. I've watched that a couple times. Awesome. <laughs> um This is us. Mm. That terrible. I've not ever watched. No, I don't. I don't think it's a good fit for you. <laughs> it's like people it are like, I cry, cry all the, every single episode, and I'm like, I do enough like trauma stuff, like with work and <laughs> exactly. stuff. Like I just need to watch something like completely fucking mindless or out there. Yeah. Or I'm listening to shit about like 
people getting murdered mm-hmm. and like people being crazy. Do you listen to My Favorite Murder? Mm-hmm. So good. Hell yeah, Murderino. Murderino for life. I have my um Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered window decal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and every time I go to Jersey and they pump, like, for you, like, you know. Oh, yeah. We live in Pennsylvania, so you have to pump your own gas. But you cross the bridge, they're, baby, they feel in your yeah. tank. <laughs> it feels like a luxury. It is a luxury. <laughs> it's so great. Every time I pull up, I'm like, hey, feel it regular. <laughs> right. It's great. But every time I pull up, they're like, oh, my God. Stay sexy, don't get murdered. LOL. (laughs) Yup, that's me. It's a podcast, bro. (laughs) Like, get with it. Yeah. Um, still listening to Girls Gotta Eat. Oh yeah, Girls Gotta Eat. That's great. There's a couple podcasts I listen to regularly. If we're if we're talking about pods, yeah. Um, like the pod. One is um. Oh. I can't even remember what it's called. This is what happens every time but the, I get to this segment. But the chick's name is, the girl's name is Mara Merrick. Oh, it's happily, or it's happy never after pod. And Mara Merrick, she's like this really fucking hilarious comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I think last year she did like a tour, like a bike tour around like the country. That's and like cool. rode her bike and rose, like um, was raising money for domestic violence stuff. Um, that's awesome. But she's like so super funny. Talks about like all she's like been married a bunch of times, like a lot of failed relationship stuff, but loves to make fun of herself. So I, I can relate. (laughs) Happy never after. Yeah. Happy never after. I'm down. I'm looking for something new because I'm almost caught up on girls got to eat. I listened to the, um, I think me and Ames talked about it, but I finally finished the like six series I think it's Wondry did it and um it's Joe Exotic oh fuck so I have that and I haven't listened to it yet it's weird it's really weird I don't know how to feel about it like he's obviously bad but like is the other lady super innocent in it all I don't know I love those kinds of things I have to listen to it because I've listened to the other one like it was, like, Shrink Next Door, I think, was one of the other Wondery ones. Um, that was, like, fucking crazy to me. I don't um, think I've listened to that one. So Shrink Next Door is about a... It's, like, a guy who basically, like, ends up, like, being, like, indebted to his psychiatrist. And, like, oh. is living in the psychiatrist... Or the psychiatrist was, like, living in his house and, like, what? basically, like, had him, like, cut ties with his family and, like, rewrote wills because of, like, his psychiatrist. What? Yeah, it's, like... And the dude is still practicing, which is, like... No the fucking cra- way. Yeah. yeah, that's the craziest part of it all. I love those, like... Like, the one, um... Dr. Death. Mm. I love that shit. Like, how are you still fucking doing that? Like, what? (laughs) I think that, like, he did that to his fucking friend. I'm like, you are not a friend, dude. If you, like. (laughs) Right? Right? That shit's wild. Yeah. It's too much. I also, like, how that, see, that's like, um. What's the personality disorder where it's like, that's like sociopath type level shit to be able to say that you're like so. That you're helping somebody, but you're. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely like sociopathic like tendencies for sure. Where like there's no guilt, no remorse. Right. No. And you're just going to keep going. Mm Mm-hmm. You did, like, a quarter of what was necessary to graduate from college or whatever, get your degree in fucking surgery, and you were right, just, yeah. like, and doing just it. doing it. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Me either. <laughs> I. Uh, it's like we were talking about earlier how you have to be a certain type of personality to, like, do certain things and, like. True. Yep. I can't deal with blood, so I would never pretend to make it right. <laughs> All right. Well, this we has been it. very serious. Very fun. All right. Well, um, what's your sign off? Do you want to plug any social media? Uh, Most of my guests are like, no, I think that's also an anxiety. They're like, don't follow me. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, my 
my Instagram is like where I post the most frequently. It's uh, Maureen Quinlan underscore. And uh, if you ever want to see, <laughs> I know you, you watched a lot of them when I was in my field placement last year of just bad selfies in my office oh, by it's myself. Great. <laughs> it's awesome. Spell your, spell your last name. Oh, sure. It's Q-U-I-N-L-A-N. So it's nice. Maureen. I'm sure it'll be like a list. No, maybe it won't. See, it's weird that I go by Maureen Quinlan on my Insta, but people know me as Mel. So it's not weird. I mean, I go by Cece. My, all my fucking social media, except for Instagram, is Cas. No, Instagram's Casquita. All my social media is cynical candor. Mm, true. Hashtag branding. <laughs> right. We live in a weird time. Yeah branding ourselves to forward it but yeah if you ever want like cute like dog pics or um bad selfies or (laughs) i don't know usually like what i'm listening to on spotify um it's there it's there for the taking whoever wants (laughs) it (laughs) it makes me sound so desperate no this is how i feel about social media i'm like oh my god all of my 64 listeners please People, you'd be surprised. People um, listen to an episode and they're like, "This chick's yeah, cool." Yeah, they like vibe. Yeah, if you vibe off it, whatever. Like, I need friends. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> down to chill. Right. Like, um, holla at me. Sounds like a dating profile. Like, I'm 30, but I, like I'm like a young like 27. <laughs> like, I love to sit around and watch um, Real Housewives. So, dude, age is not up. a thing anymore. I True. met a 22 year old. I was going to say boy, but man, <laughs> the <laughs> bar the other day, and we were like, you know, we, oh my God, here's my dating fun. <laughs> I went out and, um, he was definitely feeling me cause he was like touching my shoulder, like, you know, like oh, definitely. doing the yeah. thing. And I was just like, okay, whatever. He walked me and Michelle out to the car and yeah. I was like, where's your phone? I put my number in it. And he, I like... He didn't have his phone. And I was like, oh, that's points. Good yeah. for you. You're, you're, you're out here without your phone. Yes, like points. Like, here, give me your number. Um, but I was like, 22. Like, my brother's almost 21. Like, is that okay? But age is not a thing. Right. That's what I resolved to. to right. Make what if they're a, matu- right? they're a mature 22? Fuck it. They, they're out at the bar. I think that's my threshold. Right. <laughs> I agree. Until I'm 30. Then I might be like, mm, what bar are we at? Right. <laughs> are you drinking a craft beer or a Miller Lite? There might be like a... Right, yeah. A but even now, it's like, I really... Yeah. But I'm also one of those You're people. You're in a relationship. In a relationship. <laughs> so. so my daughter's better at home. <laughs> okay, that's enough. We told you too much. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye. Bye, guys. Enjoy the day.